Happy weekend, 49ers family and all those listening. You've reached the Coach's Viewpoint here on this podcast. I'm Coach Tim, your host, and we're going to talk a little bit of football here. And of course, uh, the upcoming game between the 49ers and the Vikings, which looks to be a pretty competitive game uh, from what I've seen and what I'm expecting. Uh, Just a quick recap. Um, Oh, and also you can hear this podcast on my Facebook page at Coach Tim's page. You can look that up uh, and find it. And you can also hear it on Spotify and Anchor. So be sure to uh, look up the podcast and uh, check it out uh, when you can. Uh, there's no monetary uh, basis for it, so there's no kind of fees or anything like that right now. So uh, just uh, enjoy, and if you have comments, please do leave them through the Facebook uh, channel, uh, because if you tap into someone else's comment on text or anything else, uh, it's never going to get to me. <laughs> all right. So uh, first of all, we're going to review... Um, our game against the Jaguars, of course, we won that game uh, pretty handily. Um, we had 40, almost 40 rushes, I think, in the game, 30, 38, I think it was, total, which, again, was the uh, game plan going in. Um, I said that we should uh, run the ball against them, um, but we would have opportunities to throw and certainly did. Um, I think um, things are going to be a little bit different coming up this week against the Vikings, but I'm going to get into more detail on that, uh, having broken them down in film. The Jaguars didn't, uh, you know, they played well um, throughout the first half of the game um, most of the time, but unfortunately uh, we were a better team and for them, and uh, we were able to uh, kind of initiate our will uh, in the game and win it. Everybody, uh, it was a pretty good effort all the way around. We did have a few uh, breakdowns here and there on offense. Uh, Our offensive line did pretty well, I noticed. Uh, We did well there. The um, receivers, of course, we did the hat trick on the receivers getting touchdowns. All three, uh, Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle had touchdowns. That was nice. Our running game, like I said, it did pretty good. Um, not as good as, you know, obviously the week before, but uh, Jaguars do have a little bit better defense uh, against the run. So we kind of figured that they would be a little bit more stout, and they were. They also uh, played a lot of eight in the box, and we were able to capitalize uh, with the passing game because of that. So all in all, a good game plan going in. Kyle is still on it obviously, and uh, our players are executing at a high level, so it's good to see that. Now switching gears to this week, we're back home again. Uh, We're going to be playing the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings, comparatively with us, uh, have a a little bit better statistical offense than we do. Part of that is uh, the fact that Jimmy missed a game and a half due to injury, and we did not utilize Trey Lance as a pocket passer uh, during that absence for the most part. 
the run game, Dalvin Cook uh, having a good year. He's in the top uh, five in rushing right now. And uh, the Minnesota Vikings will come out and want to run the ball on us for sure. However, having seen the way Green Bay played us, I, and the fact that they have uh, a Kubiak coaching their offense, which is Gary's son, I think uh, they're going to come at us with a West Coast look and some zone run scheme, similar to what we play. A lot of single back and a lot of three, four wide receiver sets. Their key personnel on uh, offense, of course, the quarterback, Cousins, Dalvin Cook, and then the receivers. Their deep threat is Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver at LSU. Outstanding receiver. And, uh, of course, uh, number 19 is over there. And he's more of a medium to short target for Cousins so far from what I'm seeing on film and also the tight end who is a new tight end since they uh, offloaded their tight end uh, in a trade earlier this season but I think uh, they'll come out early they'll run they'll mix in the pass they'll want to depending on our personnel they're going to be watching our personnel when we've got our pass rush personnel in there I'm pretty sure they're going to try to run the ball depending on down and distance. The other thing is the Vikings, they're a little bit hurt on defense on that side of the ball. I think um, this week they're going to do a lot of stacking in the box, try to force us to throw against their uh, shell defense. They'll back, you know, they'll rotate the safety up and down, and most times they'll back him out, but when it's an obvious down and distance situation, they'll for the run they will stack the box and come after us. They've got good tackling linebackers. Their secondary is good tacklers. They play a lot of cover two shell. Should leave the middle of the field open. I would see. I would look for Kyle to exploit that to to some degree uh, with inside routes, the post dig counter uh, combination, and uh, of course. When I say post, I mean a deep post. So look for Ayuk to get deep uh, on the post and Debo to be underneath. If the safeties make the mistake of coming downhill on Debo, then Jimmy's going to have to read that in the coverage and get that ball deep over the post. Now they do have good corners, so uh, getting uh, clean releases and crisp Crisp cuts on our routes is going to be very important because um, this defense is, they're well coached and uh, they do take angles, so they will jump some routes. So we need to be on our P's and Q's when it comes to our offense, reading the defense. Now, again, going into this game, I think with the injuries that they have on the D-line, I would probably want to come out and again stick with our running game keep running the ball that's the forte of our offense uh, last uh, 2019 when we played them in the playoffs they uh, were pretty stout against our run but they were they were healthy then they this year they're missing some key players there's four D linemen missing three of them I think are starters one is a rotational player and uh, 
just a note out to uh, Griffin, their defensive end. Uh, he's going through some uh, challenges mentally uh, with his health. So we want to wish him the best in recovery and uh, his family as well. I'm going to put that out there. Uh, hope that uh, Godspeed and uh, he gets over that and is able to recover. Football is secondary to life. Life is uh, much more important than the quality of life that you live. So I want to add that in uh, just as a uh, well-wisher for him and his family and, of course, uh, his friends as well. Um, outside of that, uh, with him out strategically, we will have a little bit of an advantage. Um, we're going to have, because uh, both of their pass rushers, uh, Griffin and um, uh, the other one, uh, Daniel, I think his name is Daniel, for Daniel, he's out, uh, D-tackle's out. So it's time to exploit that if we can. And uh, we are going to be going with a backup at uh, right tackle again this week. Haven't heard a clear indication yet as to what the status is of uh, the two players that were injured on the O-line. I think they were just minor injuries, though, so we should be good to go. I like the rookie play. Um, number 76 is uh, balling. He's doing a great job. And they're tag-teaming the tackles, like I said about uh, three weeks ago when McGlinchey uh, was first hit uh, hurt. So that's been interesting. Um, they've been doing a lot of things, you know, getting back to the running game, uh, tag teaming the tackles so that they're not overworked or overmatched. And uh, so far, so good. It's working out well in the run game. I mean, those guys are all run graders, so we can run the ball with any O-line combination that we have pretty much. So I'm looking for us to continue doing that this week. Now, Minnesota is... Again, like I said in the beginning, they're a very highly competitive team. They're also at the same record as us, 5-5. Five and five. So they're going to be playing hard. They're going to be bringing their A game to, uh, and they've been playing very well the last uh, three weeks So as well. So I look for a very highly competitive game, and of course I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick my 49ers to win it. But uh, this game is going to be a lot tighter and closer than I than most people think. So let's not get carried away with the winning streak we're on. The Vikings are definitely a playoff contending team. So uh, we're looking to uh, be in a, a squeaker this week. So, you know, sharpen your nails so you don't bite them all off during this game. And, uh, or clip your nails, I say. <laughs> and uh, get ready for uh, a close, drawn-out physical battle with a very physical team. Um, they like to run the ball as well. And uh, like I said, Dalvin Cook is one of the best at it right now. He's healthy, and he's doing a very good job. His offensive line is playing well, even though they have two very young linemen on that starting uh, group. They can be exploited by our defensive linemen if we keep our gap integrity, and that's going to be key to this game. Now, we do have a few players coming back for this game. One is Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw, of course, uh, is our best tackling linebacker, best tackler period on defense. So I look for him to have a good game 
although he might be a little bit off due to the rust and uh, lack of playing time. So I wouldn't expect an all-pro performance necessarily, but expect him to get better as the game goes along and he gets his timing and, and gets his wind. Um, so I expect, you know, he's going to do okay. But you'll see a lot of spot, I think, spot substitution between him and Al Shair. Um, if we play the two-linebacker nickel, which I anticipate us to do a lot because they're going to have multiple receiver sets most of the game. And then uh, they'll also do their two-tight end or they'll bring in an extra lineman and run a 6-0 line combination as well. And they've even done play action out of that. So wouldn't expect them to run every time they do that. Looking at film, they have were successful doing that with 6-0 linemen. Um, they love the zone out of that, of course, zone read, but and it's the outside zone. But they also love to throw, play action. You know, it's our offense, basically, we're facing because Kubiak is calling uh, the same offense that we run, pretty much. So, look at what, uh, looking at what was successful for Green Bay staying in that game. Well, it's hard to go off the film on that game, to be honest, because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is that wild card factor that, I mean, he throws balls up and gets them in there with uncanny accuracy. Most teams and most quarterbacks don't do that. So what he's doing is he's beating teams with his arm rather than their scheme. Um, so the Packers played them right down to the wire. Of course, the Vikings did get the win with the field goal, but anticipate that kind of a game. And from our end, I mean, realistically, Jimmy's not going to match Cousins most likely throw for throw and yard for yard, although we predict, predicted that against uh, the Vikings from that 2019 playoff game and were wrong. And also, um, although he didn't throw the ball much, we ran it mostly, he was efficient in throwing the ball. But the real, the real underestimation was this, the New Orleans Saints game that year when he went toe-to-toe with Drew Brees and matched him the whole game. Same yardage, same amount of completions, same percentage, same touchdowns. <laughs> Kept us in that game, and we were able to win it at the end. So Jimmy could surprise you. So don't be surprised if he comes out and has a very solid efficiency and uh, statistical performance against his Vikings defense, especially with the guys missing. They're not going to have the pass rush that they ordinarily would, so that's going to give him time to throw. So I would look for us to mix in our pass with the run, similar to what we did with Jacksonville, uh, although we are probably going to lean a little more toward the run early, I think. Um, we want to test those linemen and see what they can do, if they're good enough against the run or if we have to switch up our game plan and go to the pass. But I anticipate us to to mix probably two-thirds run, one-third passing, or you know, definitely no, no more than half and half, but when all is said and done at the end. But I'm anticipating with that line, we're going to run the ball more than pass. So I would say two-thirds to one-third on the uh, run-pass ratio. And Jimmy has a good game executing. And our fans got to get into this game because that noise is going to help disrupt 
signal calling and so forth for the Vikings, which, you know, is going to help us. Their communication up front with the line and the calls, that will help us. So fans, bring your A game uh, with the vocal cords, okay? This game is important to uh, continue our win streak, heading in toward the, the goal of being in the playoffs this year. So it's important that we beat competitive teams in the NFC. And right now uh, the Rams are about the only team that we've actually beaten that's a playoff contender. So we're going to have to keep that game going upward and uh, forward as we go uh, week to week here. So the 49ers did a kind of a cute spot. I wanted to bring this up for people to check the San Francisco 49ers website. They've got a kids reporter section that they do. And it was really, it was really interesting. The kids were asking the questions like reporters of the players and the players were giving answers and Norman was on there and it was basically the DBs, I think, for the most part. And then we had Elijah Mitchell also answering some questions. And uh, also uh, our big dog running back, Mr. Wilson. So it was pretty entertaining. I got a lot out of that. It's cute. I think the 49ers family would appreciate that, especially this time of year. So check that out when you get a chance. It's very entertaining on the uh, San Francisco 49ers website, 49ers.com. Also want to put the plugs out there for my other podcast uh, that I recommend after I do the, well, I'll do this first and then I'll do the, the uh, quick synopsis on the special teams. But the uh, other podcast, of course, uh, 49ers Cutback, Cutback Crew uh, is their main group of people that follow that. Um, 49ers Cutback is uh, Anthony and uh, Andrew, both coaches, both do a great job. They broke down film this week um, very well against uh, Vikings film against the Packers. And uh, actually, they went back to the Chargers game this week. They're going to do the Packers one uh, today, I think. Um, I looked at the same film, and uh, there's a few things when you're, when you're combining, comparing these two teams side by side. The, right now, the defensive uh, edge, I think, is going to go to the 49ers. The offensive edge in the run game, I think, goes to the. It's going to go to the 49ers as well because the backups that they have playing on defense and D line. Now, if those guys come out, they're well. They're going to be well coached, well prepared, no doubt. But can they hold up? Um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's anyone's guess right now. But I'm going to give us the edge there in the run game. We're just so good at it, and teams are really, even when they know we're going to run the ball, they can't stop us. At least they haven't yet. So, But but Zimmer, again, he's a different kind of coach. I mean, he's one of those coaches that when he's bound and determined to stop something, he usually has his team well prepared, and uh, they do. So look for us to get out of that if it's stifled and early, and we'll be able to throw the ball. But I even doing that, I think this week, with their blitz and uh, their ability to cover man-to-man in the back end and the, the cover two, they play shell. They play it so well downhill. They really prevent you from, from making big plays. So I anticipate them to 
their offense to really have the average in, uh, or the advantage in the uh, passing game in this game. And that's because we've had our struggles. We know what they are. We've gotten penalties. We've gotten uh, we're short on, on turnovers. Now turnovers are going to play a role in this game. And that's going to be my key point here after I finish here with the uh, passing game. But looking at Cousins and how well he's playing right now, he really is on. He's in the top three right now in the in the NFL, so he's he's playing very well. Uh, the key to keeping him under or in under wraps, I guess, or in check. You're never going to keep him completely, but you've got to keep him in the pocket and make him come off his first read. We've got a good enough pass rush that if we do this, we're going to get there with the pressure, and the pressure is what's going to get him. Uh, a lot of times he'll bail uh, if he gets too much early pressure, and that's the one area that if we can do that, we can affect their passing game and take advantage in that area. So look for that in the game. And uh, they one thing I noticed, they run a lot of screens, something we've been having issues with, although last week we did pretty good with it. Um, so we're getting better there, I think. But this is a high-level screening team, and Dalvin Cook is an outstanding back. And so is their backup. Uh, their backup number, uh, I think it's 28. Um, he is an outstanding screen back as well. So I would look for them to do a lot of that because of our pass rush. They're going to want to run screens. They're going to want to throw the ball short. So Phelan is going to be the hot receiver, I think, in this game. They've got another kid, number 17. Um, I, he's the number three receiver, and he's a, he's a number three receiver, just like ours. So uh, similar to Jennings or what Sanu was when he was in there. He's not somebody that's going to beat you over the top or beat you in a lot of ways, but he is. I saw him in a, in a few of their red zone plays. Uh, he was getting open on one, you know, one cut moves and, and uh, inside fake and outside corner cut moves. And uh, uh, the coverage on him has got to be uh, ace coverage. Okay, they've got to be on their uh, P's and Q's. So pressure is our, is our game plan on defense, close coverage. Jefferson has definitely got to be double teamed. He's a deep threat, and he can manhandle you. One, He's the one guy that can manhandle, manhandle you in a game and beat you. So they need to cover him uh, with safety over the top for sure. That's going to mean our, sa our underneath safety is going to have to bracket with uh, – the corner or the nickel corner on Thielen. Thielen, number 19, is uh, he's a big threat as, uh, you know, for getting those first downs and keeping the yard yardsticks moving. That's going to be their key weapon underneath. And they do throw to the back a lot too, so they'll get the back out there. He does a lot of flat um, safety valve checks, and he does a lot of uh, – uh, kind of sit routes out there where he just runs to the edge and then just fades back and sits. Um, so our coverage there, uh, you know, it's not going to be close, but we've got to be sure tacklers. So uh, he is a strong back and he's tough to tackle sometimes. So 
we're going to have to be on point with our tackling. So we keep them from getting the big plays and force them to, you know, run that offense. Uh, stop up that run, at least keep them from gaining chunk plays on us. I think we're in good shape on defense against them. But their offense does have the slight edge. They're multifaceted. They're outstanding executors, and they do. They've been doing for for weeks what we've been just doing recently. So this is a that's why they get the slight edge here, I think. And of course, their personnel. They've got outstanding personnel there, um, as we do. But it matches up well with our defense and some of the weaknesses we've been showing. So we've got to go for the turnover. We've got to make sure we are sure tackling. And we are at the point of tackling almost immediately upon the catch or very close to it. Um, if they get run up short routes on long, you know, third and longs, uh, that's different. Obviously, you play that a little differently. But in this game, we need to be there. We need to be in that hip pocket. Thielen, we can do that with. I, As long as we don't run too much zone, I anticipate... Uh, because of the speed factor and not knowing how they're going to combo that, D'Amico may start out running zone, but I'd like to see us play nickel right away and come out and play a lot of man-to-man with the double coverage over the top. So that's going to be a key, and I think Tart down in the box is going to help with the run, um, whether that's him or Hafanga, depending on the health uh, going you know, week to week and during the game. From what I understand, he's fully healthy, so he should be fine. But you run the nickel linebacker, uh, Hofanga comes in, or uh, K1 will be in there. So, you know, K1 is another sure tackler. So, again, we've got to do what we do best. We've got to tackle, and we've got to do it right away. So they catch the ball, be there. Pressure, got to get there, got to get in his face. We've got to get hits on the quarterback uh, when he's throwing the ball. Got to rattle him a little bit. When he starts moving around, then our chances improve because he's not a scrambler, but he can change the launching point in the pocket. He can change the pocket outside. So if they factor that in, which they could do, uh, we give up our end contain a lot in this game, and I'm sure they'll have that adjustment if they don't go to it early. So be careful uh, with that defense. But I'm going to pick us to win this game by three points. Uh, Special teams here is going to be our key. They do have the edge in special teams. But uh, since we've gotten Robbie back, we've been playing very well on special teams. And, of course, our punting game has got to be on point as well. So um, the great, the, the real... Uh, equalizing factor here is if we don't have to punt too much in this game again as the last few games uh, as was the case in the last few games so if we can execute on offense and get what we've done there we shouldn't have to worry about that Um, even if it's kicking field goals I mean I think our defense is capable of playing well enough to keep the Vikings under 21 points in this game Um, but they're a good offense so it's all going to depend on what our game game plan approach is going into it and what we give up in the passing game. If we can stop the run, which has got to be our number one goal, because they will run the ball. That's their bread and butter. 
but they get their big plays in the passing game mostly. And that means the screens too. So the back is a integral part of that. So on our point there, and we come away with a win by a winning field goal by Robbie. Or something wild card in the kicking game or punt game, which could be a fake, which I would love to see. Um, or maybe uh, just do something out of the ordinary from that up back there when it's short yardage, and we decide not to to run the ball with our offense, depending on how the game goes. If we're running the ball well, then obviously our offense should be able to handle that, and that's what I say when I when I mean we won't. If we're converting on uh, third down and getting those short gains during the game and everything, then we won't have to take chances on special teams. We won't have to do... Special teams has to be special, though. I mean, at some point this year, uh, we are going to have to do something big on special teams to pull out a win against a competitive team. So this could be that game. Um, looking forward to this. And, of course, the ones we have coming up. we got Seattle coming up. We've got the Tennessee Titans in their place coming up. We've got uh, another game against the Rams at the end of the year. All those are going to be competitive games. Um, we may need to, to do something special in those games to pull them out and get a victory. And that could be the difference between us making the playoffs or not. So, again, our uh, podcast, I want to, uh, again, recommend, obviously, 49ers Cutback. David Lombardi has his, his podcast he does, and he does a few different episodes during the week, depending on uh, when he sees the film and uh, what he has to say about the team. Uh, I love his breakdowns on our team and how they're playing and what they're doing and how he sees Kyle in game planning uh, after the fact, both in retrospect and going forward. Um, I get into a little bit more detail on certain things, but I think our game planning, is, especially the last three weeks, has been really good. And I look for us to continue that trend because we have the personnel to do it, and we're, he- we're getting healthier as we go. So that's all a good sign of things to come. So fans should be uh, excited about uh, what they're going to see on the field. Um, Unless we have some sort of brain fart and um, our guys stop executing again, which I don't anticipate, I think this is momentum that they're gaining, and they're gaining momentum as we go forward. So now we're going to hit a brick wall. The Vikings can be that. Not that they're going to be, but they can be because they're such a well-coached, especially defensive team, and our offense is talented, very talented. So... Special teams will play an integral part if it comes down to that. Now, the other podcast I like, of course, uh, my friend Bashore, he's got a uh, podcast called 49er Minded. You can look that one up. He has a guest on there usually. Uh, Niner Sickness, Beto, does a podcast. He's having guests on there pretty regularly now, and that's pretty good. I liked his last guest he had on there. Uh, Of course, my favorite guest is Nate. Nate uh, is Nathaniel. Uh, he, he has a podcast. I've got to get the name of that because I don't have that for some reason. I can't find it. But he does one as well. And uh, he's an outstanding uh, 
him and I really see eye to eye on a lot of things uh, with football and scheming and so forth. And of course, personnel. So it's quite fun. Um, I'm kind of leaving the negative ones out of it, but the the old standard is Rombo. Rombo Sports has his his podcast. It's very entertaining. He's definitely an entertainer. That guy has a different kind of podcast. I really enjoy. He's funny. Um, he also does a game game time podcast, so he's following the game. But sometimes what you get out of those is a lot of negativity from some of the some of the fans in the podcast, commentators or what have you. But uh, I tend to avoid those because of the uh, everybody wants to gang up on somebody that doesn't make a play or drops a ball or gets sacked or what have you. So the game is 60 minutes long, and people need to understand that there's a lot of ebbs and flows in a game, and especially when you're going to face a more competitive team like the Vikings are, you're going to have, you know, just like we did with the Cardinals. I mean, the Vikings, in my opinion, offensively are better than the Cardinals. They're better all the way around offensively. Murray is the only denominator that the Cardinals have that makes them head and shoulders above other teams. And the talent and everything else is pretty even. The you know, I would say Cardinals probably have a little bit weaker offensive line, even though the Vikings line is young. So uh, look for, you know, scheme-wise, the Vikings to present a really competitive game against us so you're going to have to bite your fingernails <laughs> or chew on some corn chips and uh you know try to stay positive okay things don't happen in a series keep looking forward and keep rooting for our defense to keep them in check and we'll you know keep the game competitive as we go along and have a chance to pull it out in the end because that's what this may come down to so um other podcasts um Right now, I think off of what I've been able to gather, nothing but Niners still does their podcast. Of course, they do a game day one, too. And uh, Mr. McCarver, J.D. McCarver, he has his own podcast going pretty regularly now. Um, So I would take advantage of listening to him at halftime. He does a halftime break, which is always good. And... uh, He's pretty, pretty, uh, you know, from a fan perspective, a pretty good uh, perspective to get. So if you want to listen in on one, he's usually at the game, and he's a uh, pretty good observer uh, what he sees on the field and, and the adjustments that need to be made at halftime, that kind of thing. And Rombo would do that as well. He'll do that in his podcast. He'll have a guest on at halftime, and they'll do that. So that's always a good thing too. 49ers cutback uh also has been doing uh, halftime uh, game analysis as well, which I like. I like them to do because they're very on it from a coaching standpoint. So I like that. So catch up, catch another podcast that's live uh, on game day and follow the game. And uh, let's go out there and sneak out this win and get over five hundred and get our our record on a winning side. So at this point, uh, that about wraps up the podcast for this week. I'm going to go ahead and uh, cut it off here. Go ahead and uh, 
check it out. If you want to leave comments, again, like I said, go to Facebook, uh, my Facebook account, which is uh, Tim D. Mendoza Facebook. It's also facebook.com slash wholesaler. You can find me there. Uh, I am in wholesale real estate, so that's why uh, that's in the title of my uh, Facebook page. And then just go into my pages and look up Coach Tim's page, and you can see the uh, podcast. It'll be there. All right? So let's go out and get her done, 49ers. Got a tough opponent. Be on your P's and Q's. Execute. Take this game when everybody will be picking Minnesota, I'm sure, to win it. All right? So go 49ers and go fans. Have yourself a great weekend and enjoy the game on Sunday. Take care and always stay with the championship team. Stay with the championship crews. And check out my coach's podcast and my coach's viewpoint every week for inside information and strategy on winning football. Take care. Go 49ers. Thank you for listening.